Nedarim daf mem, the last thing we were discussing was a person who vowed against another person could go visit him if he was sick. And we said there's no measurement to be kur cholim. And we said that even a gadol has to visit a katan, and even if it's a hundred times a day. And anyone who goes to visit a sick person takes one sixtieth of the sickness. And with that, we're starting Lametet Amudibet, last line on the page, towards the middle, where it says, Rav Helbo Halash. Rav Helbo got sick. Nafak Akhri Rav Kahana. So Rav Kahana came out and announced to the public that Rav Helbo Baish. Rav Helbo got sick. Lo Ikadekate. Nobody came to visit. Amar Lehu Rav Kahana told the Hachamim. He went to punch them. Lo Kachayamase. Wasn't this the story? But tell me the Hal, tell me the Rabbi Akiva Shehala. There was one of the students of Rabbi Akiva who was sick. Lo nechnesu hachamim lebakron. Hachamim didn't go to visit him. Venichnas Rabbi Akiva lebakro. And Rabbi Akiva went to go visit him to clean up the area so there won't be germs to clean him up so he won't get the, even more sick. And because he cleaned up the area and he cleaned up the sick person, he was able to live. He was he, he healed. Amarlo. And that sick person told Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, Rabbi, you, you made me live. And after that, Yatsar Rabbi Akiva Vidarash, Rabbi Akiva went out and it was Doresh, call me She'en Mevaker Cholim, Kiru Shafech Tamim, whoever doesn't go visit sick people, it's as if he spills blood. Kiatar of Dimi, Amar of Dimi came, he said, call and Vaker Tahole Gorem, anyone who visits a sick person, he causes him to live. Whoever does not visit a sick person, it causes him to die. My grandma, what's the cause? If you want to say anyone who visits a sick person, he prays for him and that's how he heals. Whoever does not visit the sick people, he's going to pray that they die. How could you pray that they should die? Who would pray for such a thing? They have to explain that a person doesn't visit the sick people. Doesn't pray for them, not that they should live, not that they should, that they should die. He doesn't pray anything. And the Rosh explains, if you would have visited, you would have prayed for him to feel better. Maybe he would have felt better. However, the Ran brings something very fascinating. He learns it from Masechet Ketubot at the end, when Rabbi was passing away, and uh, his and the maidservant threw the, the, the jar and it cracked, and everyone stopped praying for half a second, and Rabbi died, that sometimes a person has to pray for someone to pass away if they're going through a lot of suffering, and the only way out of it is through that sometimes you have to pray for them to pass away. By not visiting a person who is deathly ill, you can't even pray for that. Even that small hana'ah you won't give him. Rabah, Rabah, Yomakadma'ah, the first day he was sick, Amar Lehoni told the students, don't tell anyone, I don't want my mazal to get worse. Maybe my mazal is no good, and you know, give it a day. Mikan ve'elach, after that, Amar Lehon, he would tell the students, Puku ve'achrizu ve'shuka, I want you to go say in the marketplace, Dechol desaneh li lechdeh li. I want you to go tell everyone that uh, I'm sick. This way anyone who hates me will be happy. Uchtiv bin Polo ve'chal, tismach, it says that when, when your enemy is, is, is falling, you should not be happy. And this way, the opposite will happen, meaning once they're happy for me being sick, that's it, uh, they got what they needed, they got what they wanted, and I can now heal. And the person who loves me, if he hears that I'm sick, he'll pray for me to feel better. 
אמר רב, כל מבקר את החולה ניצול מדינה של גיהינם. anyone who visits a sick person gets saved from the dean of גיהינם, שנאמר השם משכיל הדל ביום נראה ימלטהו השם. אשר פרייזוורדי זה פרסון who helps out the poor person in the bad day, השם will save him. אין דל אלא חולה. What's a דל? זה סיק פרסון שנאמר, מדלה יבצעני. השם will save me from being sick, אינמי אור מן הדנקר. From the following פסוק we learn that דל means sick. מדוע אתה ככה דל? Why are you sick like this? בן המלך, the son of the king, בבוקר בבוקר early in the morning. אין רעה אלא גיהינום, רעה is גיהינום שנאמר, כל פעל השם למענהו וגם רשע ליום רעה. Everything Hashem does is for Hashem's sake and also for the Rasha on the bad day. So you see Rasha gets Yom Ra'ah, which is the day of Gehinnam. So we have to understand the Pasuk that praiseworthy uh, is a person who visits the sick person and takes care of him. And so therefore on the day that he might have to go to Gehinnam, Hashem saves him. Now, ve'im biker, if a person visits a sick person, masecharo, what's his reward? The Gemara says, masecharo, what do you mean, what's his uh, reward? Kida'amar, like we said before, nitzol midina shagainam, he gets saved from gainam. Ela, the Gemara explains, masecharo ba'olam, what's his reward in this world for going to visit the sick people? So Rav explains, Hashem ishmereu v'chayeu v'ushar ba'aretz v'al t'teneu b'nefesh o'yevav. And we explain the Pasuk, Hashem Ishmerei will save him Yitzharah. V'chayeh will make him live Mina Yisurim from pain. V'ushar ba'aretz and he'll be happy Sheyu ha'kol mitkabedin bo. Everyone will get honored through him. V'al titeneu benefesh o'evav and don't give him by the soul of his enemies. She's damu lo re'im. They should have good friends. K'na'aman sh'ripu et Yitzharato. Like Na'aman, King Na'aman, who friends got him healed from his Tzara'at. And he should not get friends like Rehavam that split up his kingdom with their bad advice. They told him not to listen to the old people. Tax the Jewish people more, show them your strength, and then the entire country got split. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, im yomeru lecha yiladim b'neu zkenim setor, if young children tell you build and old people tell you destroy, shma lezekenim ba'al tishma liladim. Listen to the elderly, don't listen to the young children. Why? Shebinyan yiladim setira, when children build, it's really destroying. Ustirat zekenim binyana, when elderly destroy, they're really building. Vesima ladavar, what's the siman? Rehavam ben Shalomo, what happened with Rehavam ben Shalomo? He listened to the young children, he kept the taxes high, and, and everything got split, and by the end of everything, the entire Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. And sure, a person should not visit a sick person, not the first three hours of the day, not the last three hours of the day. So this way they won't stop praying. Why? Because the first three hours of the day of Hadate. Usually the sick person is feeling better in the beginning of the day. So he's not a sick, so a person will see how he's feeling better. I don't have to pray. But Raita, Takif Holshet, the last three hours in the day, the person looks weak, and it's as if like there's no point to pray for him anymore, let him pass away, and it's wrong. If he would have came a couple hours ago, he would have seen that he's okay. And Amar Avin, Amar Av, Minayin, Shakadosh Baruch Hu, Zan, Etachole, how do we know that Akadosh Baruch Hu feeds and he takes care of the sick person? 
Because a lot of times, a sick person could go who, uh, who knows how long without eating, and it's really HaKadosh Baruch Hu taking care of him. Shneemar, Hashem Yisadenu al-Ares Debai. Hashem satiates him while he's on his deathly bed. Ve'amar avin amar av, minayin shashekhina shiruya lemala mimitato shel chole. How do we know the shekhina is on top of uh, the bed of uh, someone who's sick? Shneemar, Hashem Yisadenu al-Ares Debai. Hashem will satiate him while he's on top, while Hashem is on top of the deathly bed. If a president is coming to visit the sick person, person shouldn't sit, not on the bed, not on the bench, not on a chair, rather he should put on a toilet, and sit on the floor, because the shechina is on top of the bed of a sick person, Hashem is on top of that deathly bed. Now, that explains that we're talking about a situation where the sick person is on a bed on the floor, and that's why we don't want people sitting on top of a chair this way, because you're much, much taller than the bed, and therefore, like, you're standing, sort of speak, on top of the Shekhinah. But if the the sick person is on a bed, maybe you're allowed to sit on a chair as long as you're not taller than the bed. And the Ritba argues, he says, even if he's on the bed, you cannot sit on the chair, you have to sit on the ground. And the Mary explains the reason you put everyone on the ground it, when visiting him, so the sick person could see them sitting on the floor, and it'll be like avelut, and he'll do teshubah. Now, once we brought Rabin's words in the name of Rav, we're bringing one more sugiya that he said. When it rains in Eret Israel, what's the greatest proof of it? Is Perat, is the Perat River. When the people of Babel see that the Perat River is growing and there's a lot of water, then you know that in Eretz Israel there's rain also, because the Perat River gets its water from the rain of Eretz Israel. Upliga de Shmuel, but it argues on Shmuel. De Amar Shmuel, Nahara Mitbarich. A river gets its water from its source. There's a, like a rock or something over there where everything comes out of it, and that's where the water comes out of. So not from the rain of Eretz Yisrael, but rather from the source of the Euphrates River, wherever that is. Now, the practical difference over here would be is at the time where people see a lot of uh, water in the Perat River, no one's allowed to use it as a mikveh because rainwater is only kasher for mikveh when it's still. When it goes into a pool, when it goes into a hole, into a rock, into a cave, in one place. When rainwater is still moving, it's not kasher for a mikveh. And the Rosh also explains, you can't say that each drop became batel berov. It became negated with the majority. The majority first sitting over there is river water, so we'll just call it river water. So every raindrop that falls in, it's river water. We don't say that in this type of case. Because when we know there's going to be a lot of rainwater, then at that point we can't say kama kama batil. We don't we don't say that uh, that little water, those drops, became batil to all that rainwater. On the other hand, according to Shmuel, where the rain, where the river water comes from the, the, its source, that when there's a lot of water in the river, then you could go ahead and use it as a mikveh. Now the problem with that is upligad Shmuel de Shmuel. Shmuel argues on himself. Shmuel himself holds that river water is not metar, you cannot use it as a mikveh if they're still moving, if they're still flowing. 
the only time where, where it would be okay to use as mikveh is ela perat beomet ishri bilvad. It's the Euphrates River, only in the autumn, only in the tishri season. During the fall, you don't have a lot of rain, and you don't have snow melting, so you know that water comes on its own. It's not coming from anywhere else. So you know it's coming from its source, and therefore it's tahor. And the problem with the winter, you were worried it maybe from the rain, water from the snow, and in the summer, maybe it's still uh, all that snow on the mountains is melting, and that's where it's coming from. But by the time the fall comes, you don't have to worry about that issue. And the Ran explains that there's two Hidushe halachot that come out of here. Number one, there are only rivers like Prat that have so much water that they never really dry up. Only those are Kasher. And they're also only Kasher if you know that the majority of the water over there is, rain, is the water from the actual river. It's not rainwater. So if you're an expert, then you know exactly how to measure, you know how to figure out when it's good, when it's not good. And if you're not an expert, then you can only go during the, the fall season where you don't have to worry about the, 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 the snow or the rain. And then the run, there's a huge run of here, very, very important when it comes to Elchot Mikvaot and how to make a Mikveh. Uh, number one, the, the run brings Rabbi Nutam, who says that Halacha is like the first words of Shmuel, that the, the river gets its water from its source, and therefore, you're allowed to go into mikveh whenever you want. However, the Rach and the Reef, they held like Rav, that you could only go into rivers like the Prat that don't dry up in general, only in times where you know that you cannot be mistaken with uh, rainwater, snow melting, and things like that. Then he mentions a fascinating Ra'abad. The Ra'abad explains, depends where. If it's in a certain area in the river where you know there's always water, then you could dip over there. But if it's in the areas where the river uh, widened as a result of all that rain and the snow melting, over there you're not allowed to dip. And then there's a famous Rambam. It depends where that water was added. Where was that water added at the source, then it became Batel, then that water was negated to the river water. And you could dip near the source. However, if the water was added somewhere in the middle of the flow of the river, then the entire river is like a mikveh, and then you cannot dip anywhere in the river unless the water is still, it's not moving. However, the Rambam also holds, if the majority of the river is from the river water, not any added water, then even the areas that were widened, even that is mutar. Now, the Gemara tells us that Abu Adi Shmuel, the father of Shmuel, he held like Shmuel's second explanation. And therefore, Abad Lehon Mikvaot Libnate Beyome Nisan, he would actually make real mikvez for his daughters in the month of Nisan. He didn't want them to dip in the river because maybe there was more uh, uh, rainwater, more snow over there. We don't know what there was over there. So during Nisan, he would make them actual mikvaot. They could dip over there as long as the water is not flowing. And he would make mats and the days of Tishrei on, on the floor of the, the river. He would put the mats over there so they could dip on it. So this way, the mud over there, the clay doesn't get stuck to their feet. Otherwise, it would be a hatzitza, it's a blocking the water from going. But bottom line is, we see that he let them go to the mikveh in the river only during Tishri, because he was worried if it was other types of water, like snow melting or rainwater that was flowing, it would not be kasher. Now, by the way, once we're getting into Chot Mikvot, the Ran and the Rosh also explain that 
could be that the reason he made the 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 mats wasn't on the floor for Hatitza, could be it was just to surround them so they for Tsenirut, so no one sees them when they're using the mikveh. Because the clay on the bottom of the river, you don't have to worry about Hatitza. And the way that uh, the Yesh Mefashim explained the sugya is that the entire year they would use mikvaot that were private at home or something like that. And only Tishri they would use the river and uh, they, they would use the, the mats as uh, as like a block so no one would see them. And he also explains it could be that during the winter they would use mikvaot at home and from Nisan until Tishri they would use mikvaot that were next to the river and in Tishri itself they would dip in the river itself. Okay, let's get back to our Gemara. Now, Amar Rabbi Ami Amar Rav, and some change it to Rabbi Amar Rav. This way it makes sense why it's here. My dichtiv, v'ata ben adam aselecha kelegola. Hashem was telling Yehoshkel, I want you to go make vessels for the exile. So the vessels for the for the exile zoneir ukara. That's a candle with oil, so it can give you light, and a bowl, so you could eat with. Vishatiyah and a placemat for the table so you could put your food on it. And once we're talking about uh, vessels for the exile, we're going to bring a pasuk from uh, Pashat Kitavo that talks about the Benisa going to exile. It says that you're going to serve your enemies and you're going to be hungry and thirsty and you're going to be missing everything. It says, what do you, What's Hosser call? So, Amar Bi Avimi Amar Rav. Below neru below shulchan you want to have a candle you want to have a table Rav Hasda Amar below isha no wife Rav Shishat Amar below shamash no one to serve you Rav Nachman Amar below dea you'll you'll have no knowledge Tana below melach or below revav and we have a brayta that says hotzer kol means no salt and no oil or no fat and Amar Abaye Naktina we have a tradition in our hand we have a famous saying in our hands that en ani ela bedea that the person who's poor is a person poor in knowledge. In Israel, we famously say, whoever has this inside of him, meaning knowledge, he has everything in him, he's not missing anything. Who doesn't have this, meaning the knowledge inside of him, then what does he have in him? If a person bought, he acquired knowledge, then what's he missing? He's not missing anything. If he didn't acquire the knowledge, then what did he acquire? He didn't acquire anything. The most important thing is knowledge. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Amen.